Welcome to the Support Ops Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Clements. This is a show devoted entirely to bringing some humanity back into the world of customer support. You can find us on the web where we're at supportops.co and on Twitter, it's at supportops there. Special thanks to this week's sponsor, Sticker Mule. If the name didn't give it away, Sticker Mule makes stickers and custom scans for your iPhone, your iPad, laptop, Kindle. I guess that part's not in the name. But anyway, just like you aim for fast response times through their emails, Sticker Mule aims for fast production and delivery for your stickers. They've got the entire process down to five days, which makes them the fastest sticker printer in the world. So definitely check them out. Head over to StickerMule.com. This is episode number 17, so we're officially a, a teenager, I guess, with that age. Uh, special guest on this one is Mike Wong, and I love Mike's bio so much, I'm literally ripping it from the uh, the WooFoo site. <laughs> so uh, Mike is WooFoo's go-to guy, resident smile maker, voice actor, victim of an online fan club, and friends to babies and cats alike. Often accused of having the entire internet in his brain, Mike enjoys injecting bits of RSS parsed knowledge into any situation. So everyone, say hi to Mike. And Mike, thanks for being on the show. My absolute pleasure. I'm glad we finally were able to sync up. Yeah, you know, this has only been in the works for a little bit. Finally, the the stars aligned and we got to talk. So it's because we were saving you for something special. Oh, well, shucks. Yeah, so this online fan club... Okay, so the funny thing about that is um, apparently I, I exude a lot more confidence than I perhaps really actually have. So I actually, um, I, I find it very difficult to write bios for myself. I can do it for other people, no problem. But, you know, when you put the, the analytical lens on your own personage, it, it can get kind of dicey at times. I so actually, that. Yeah. I outsourced that. So I, I threw I threw up a request on Twitter um, for for friends, family, folks that knew me to just kind of like throw snippets my way, and then that's kind of the the culmination of all the feedback I received. Ah, nice. Yeah. See, that's thinking outside the box. Yeah, I turned it into something I enjoyed. So I'm like, I'll go with that. Yeah, I told I my wife to write mine, and that was kind of just it. <laughs> right and on. then I went back and like pared it down. <laughs> it's like, no, people don't need to know I went to high school somewhere. Exactly. It's good. It's good. That's awesome. Um, so you're from Wufu, the support yes. team over there. Tell us. That's uh, correct. Tell us a little bit about your background. Oh, it's. <laughs> How'd you end as, up there? You know, as with that bio, it's very eclectic. So let's <laughs> let's go back decades. I actually uh, I went I met uh, I met Kevin Hale at Stetson University, uh, freshman year, way back in the fall of 1999. So that's how I kind of first became familiarized with his greatness. And then uh, kind of went about my own way from there and have a, have a strong background in, in customer service pretty much pretty much from the get-go. Uh, one of my first jobs was actually working with Walt Disney Company at one of their uh, resorts, one of their off-main like main property resorts. Please tell me you were like one of the princes or maybe Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, it's, it's Vero Beach, Florida, so they didn't really have too many. Uh. I did audition for Goofy. I can't admit that much. Um, <laughs> but I worked in the, uh, the recreation department. So essentially yeah. we were ourselves, but we were kind of, we were characters. And plus, since uh, it's about like maybe two hours from the Orlando parks, mm-hmm. and it's more so kind of for, for the parents to relax and whatnot. But we, we made sure everybody had fun, lots of, lots of good times and such. So we got to be you know, amped up versions of ourselves, which was cool. So m- making memories. So there's lots of like the, uh, the Disney ethos. Like if you ever talk to anybody that has ever worked with Disney, they'll, they'll talk about how, you know, they'll, they'll basically fill you up in uh, on pixie dust 
It's um, true. It's metaphorical. True. Metaphorical. They're not actually... It, there's no euphemism, no dark side to that, at least Disney approved, as it were. <laughs> um, and, you know, and just you, Walt Disney is such a quotable guy as well, as far as, you know, just making memories, providing like outstanding uh, guest experiences and the way they kind of really treat the whole like kind of guest satisfaction management and just encouraging people to go above and beyond was something that definitely resonated within me and is, has stuck with me to this day. So definitely have a lot to thank to them. And then, um, yeah, just kind of from there, you know, various other customer support and like kind of management positions, um, at other like retail and, and tech companies and, and yeah, and just also just a very, very nerd-esque background. So I, I was, I was seeking a way to kind of like meld, meld the two customer support and being of the internets. And it's easy. Just throw a cat into the mix. Precisely. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I actually wound up, uh, I wound up back in Tampa, um, which where kind of Kevin and uh, the Wufu team was like brainstorming everything. Um, I moved back from Massachusetts and just all somewhere on the East Coast. And I was working at an ad agency. Um, I got kind of burnt out on that after like five years, but I saw that they had an opening for support. So totally applied. Did not get the gig the first time around, but they told me like, you know, as far as how they're projected to kind of to grow and scale that there may be an opportunity in the fall. So Fortunately, there was. I got a fantastic call one day, and the rest was history. That is, you weren't lying when you said eclectic. Yep. It's a little bit just all over the place. But at least customers, there's that tie-in. Everyone had yeah, customers. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And just, yeah, just kind of, I'm, I'm really into going uh, above and beyond whenever possible to provide someone with a, a good experience, Cause especially in the, in the realm of like tech support. Um, we've, we've all had those awful, awful experiences, those stereotypical, like call center. We don't care about you. I just need to push numbers, get out of my face kind of deals. And some of those aren't so like, aren't so, uh, dramatized as it were. It can get very office spacey and just, just bad. And I definitely want to do everything I can within my power to combat that kind of change that around. And I definitely like aligning with individuals and uh, companies that have that kind of same that same vision see that whole combating thing i just picture you like in a cape on top of a building somewhere <laughs> like rescuing people um i do i do stare off into the distance quite a bit <laughs> i don't have the rescuing portion down just yet but you got to start somewhere yeah you got to start, start somewhere so let's talk some uh, numbers you said you were second hired on the right support on. team so how big are um, support teams I was the third Third, the third, okay. Yes. Um, so so now since uh since we've become part of the Survey Monkey family, um, there's still the three dedicated Wufu folks. Um, but now we have uh some of the kind of they have the overseas support in mm -hmm. Lisbon. So we have kind of two folks from that and kind of keep an eye on things in the off peak hours in the overnight, which is super helpful. And we're training up uh some folks that are up in the Portland house. Nice. So, so yeah. So about all told now. So what's about a little bit of carry the thing about eight. <laughs> Did you you say. really carry the number there? Right. <laughs> Didn't just be like, meh. I think I'm gonna carry the number, but uh. yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So roughly eight, give or take <laughs> yeah. like five. You know, something like that. Yeah. Some, um, somewhere about there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, primarily it's uh myself, uh, Andrew, and Jen that are like kind of the the core Wufu crew. Cool, cool. So, um, customers, how many customers are you talking to each day? And is it just strictly email or are we talking like email, Twitter, Facebook, or kind of break that down? Prim 
Yeah, it's primarily email. I'll say like between the three of us individually, it can be between, we'll each see maybe about between 40 to 70 unique requests a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what? That's 120 through 210, <laughs> I'll say daily. Um, I'll trust then, you on that. I, my yeah, math skills are horrible. No problem. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm just carrying random things. I don't know. I'm like, I'll just, whatever. Um, but yeah, just, and then just I also, make it up. That's fine. Precisely. And then uh, I keep an eye on Twitter and uh, Facebook as well. So we, we don't see as many because uh, the quickest way to reach us is absolutely through the main support channel. But we definitely keep an eye on on the Twitter nets and Facebook to help out where we can there. Awesome. So uh, emails coming in uh, and mm-hmm. you're the smaller team. Do you have does ever is everybody kind of like a, a master of all kinds of cases or do certain ones get shuffled off like or, or one of you like billing specialized or anything like that any kind of different types like that for not so so much we aren't kind of really segmented in that regard um as far as like kind of core product knowledge everybody's like super tip top um Mm -hmm. it's the more advanced features where kind of backgrounds will will kind of uh diverge a bit Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of collaborate more so for example uh Wufu is designed to be super simple, super easy to use and just kind of get into and access um, surface level. Like you can get off and running like within minutes, but there is also like lots of like depth to it. For example, you can use web hooks and do all sorts of like fancy integrations to have like Wufu as a core starting element to chain all these sorts of like systems within your website. And uh, and so, yeah, so when we get like questions about like, for example, like web hooks or API or custom integrations or even like advanced uh styling of their forms mm-hmm. then things can kind of vary but we're pretty good at like helping each other out and since like we're just so interested in learning how to do it anyway it becomes a learning experience for us as well so yeah i you know i've used wufu a couple of times it's always been drop dead simple but you know especially over at my day job 37 signals we'll get emails yeah. from people that have like this chain going through wufu yeah. Yeah. and i'm sitting there going wait that they can do that. I mean, they can take like, and it's crazy. It'll be something like, all right, here's their their website, and you submit there, and then the form mm-hmm. goes to Wufu, and then from Wufu to like Zendesk, but also from yep. Wufu to Highrise, and it's exactly. it's kicking all these things off. And I'm sitting there going, how in the world do they keep up with all that? I know it's 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 pretty fantastic. I love when those cases come in because it's just it's nice to be able to see the fringe use cases and people using the product in ways that like didn't even occur to us. <laughs> So last kind of technical question on the on the support side of things, uh, you know, with with three, four of you, eight, whatever number mm-hmm. we picked, <laughs> um, I, I'm guessing you're probably not like shared inbox. It's probably some kind of support app, support tool of some sort. Since um, b- prior to becoming part of the SurveyMonkey family, we actually were shared inbox. Um, everybody worked out of a single Gmail inbox. Um, See, it can be done. Yeah, and, and it worked fantastically. Like, uh, for example, there would typically be like dedicated support people. There would be like maybe two on at a time, mm-hmm. and the easy way to do that was just we split the odd and even numbers as far as they came in because um, oh, we had pr- pr- yeah we had proprietary tools that were through Wufu form, of course. Mm-hmm. That um, yeah, so it would kick out the ID number like once somebody submitted a support request. So that would be the subject line of the email, and then we would just alternate the numbers there. And Gmail just super fast and just having like that repository of everything that was searchable as well. If like we see a question that we're not immediately familiar with and want to check if that is that's something we ever saw previously, just that Gmail search bar. So helpful. You're not going to get a better search than that. I know. It was, it was pretty intense. Not pretty possible. Fast. So good. 
Um, now we're we're currently using uh, Salesforce uh, with all sorts of like custom modules and stuff uh, with the entire SurveyMonkey team, and it's it's going pretty well. I do I, I do still I, I miss the lean mean <laughs> Gmail machine days absolutely, but um yeah as far as kind of where we're at now and where we scale to, Salesforce is definitely doing the trick. Well, and Salesforce so is it Salesforce like Salesforce support app or is it the desk app that Salesforce bought out? Uh, you know, that is a fantastic question. Let me look at it real quick. <laughs> Cause we were in that case too. We used, um, uh, we used a Sisley before they got bought yeah. out by Salesforce. Oh, right and on, Salesforce right was like, Hey, we've got this great desk.com URL that we're going to give you. And so they become desk. Okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, how long have you held on to that desk.com URL for the right? App? I know, right? I mean, four letter.com. Come on. That's at least the nineties. Yeah, totally. Or you um, pay just a crap ton of money to get it. Which is also possible, especially when you reach that, that level. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, it looks kind of like uh, the the primary kind of Salesforce thing. It's all like rigged and, and Yeah, no purple or anything? Our... No. Oh, yeah. So Desk is purple. Okay. You're, you're well, Desk listens, so I won't say anything bad. <laughs> They're good. Right They're good for what we need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know. but I do. I'm kind of like you. I miss the days of of being able to click on a case or an email; it automatically opened, and everything just be so blazing fast from that point. Yeah. So, it doesn't sound like much, but like a couple of seconds extra on each case that adds oh, up. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. And when we first kind of like uh, when back in Gmail times, when we were still, uh, I was still clicking for a while, and then they were finally kind of pushing the the short keys mm-hmm. through Gmail. Uh, once I got the hang of those, like it's like completely <laughs> changed my world. Yeah, it was incredible. It's you're definitely up on the flying carpet with Aladdin at that point. Yes, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you know, it's one of those. I will say that Gmail does have some drawbacks too, because you know, unless you build out some kind of like custom grease monkey something or another, like there's no way mm-hmm. to put notes on a case. Which we so, also had. Oh, so that's how you did it. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Neat. So, we, which with the the awesome like grease monkey stuff too, we could uh, we have our proprietary Woofa Manager tool, and even within the the Gmail message, um, let's say hypothetically there was a box that served ads towards the right side of your Gmail message. Hypothetically, hypothetically that box mm-hmm. wasn't there anymore, and you potentially <laughs> saw um, <laughs> a history of uh, cases with that customer, all with hyperlinks that you could click on, and that would you know pull up and show you the prior messages as well as jump you right into the Wufu manager to be able to look at their account specifically. Oh, that's fantastic. It was pretty beautiful. That's fantastic. So, see the power of Grease Monkey right there. It was, it was amazing. And people look at you nowadays when you mention it, they're like, what? What are you talking about, Grease yeah. Monkey? What's that? Pepperidge Farms, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you know, it, you're kind of, you're definitely a very expressive personality person is that how you said it earlier or something but uh, yeah, something yeah, like eccentric, that eccentric expressive it's eccentric expressive and it you know it definitely shows with wufu too because kevin was the yeah. same way and and it's just there's this great distinct personality with wufu even down to like mm-hmm. the little dino guy that you have that says rar when you hover yep. on it on the login mm-hmm. page i love that it's fantastic yeah i um, love it too <laughs> so so how does that translate into your support emails how do you get that personality across in like this text-based environment pretty much just like that obviously um you just do it and add a cat to it (laughs) i if if you look at the twitter history you'll see um 
I think so, I think somebody yeah somebody tweeted like praise at us and uh, I shot back like the the Reddit meme oh stop at you back at them <laughs> and then it became it was like a little Reddit back and forth from that that day which which was fun so pretty much we 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 start off with like what we're receiving mm-hmm. if someone's writing us like you know obviously super frantic out of their minds you know we're we're gonna we'll try to put them at ease and calm it down we won't be super silly. We'll be as silly as we can be while still being incredibly professional and getting to the core of the issue and mm-hmm. helping them out as best as we possibly can. But um, where we're really fortunate is that just the interface in and of itself kind of creates this experience for the customer. So they, they kind of already have a feeling and a sense of what we're about. So lots of times they'll, they'll write in just kind of still like uh, imbuing that energy. So then we can just feed it right back, oh. which is pretty awesome. That That would be, you know... We get customers like that. Uh, you know, I deal with 60 or 70 people a day, cases a day, and, and maybe mm-hmm. a quarter to a half of those are like in good mood. They're having fun and, and yeah. you know, feeding that energy right back to them. Uh, have you ever had a case where somebody, you know, you replied to them and they just kind of shot you down on the whole personality thing? Like, whoa, you're not being professional business enough? <laughs> yes, it doesn't happen too frequently, but it definitely has occurred. And it's always kind of funny because it's, it's just, I don't know, like... Uh, in, in rework, like one of like kind of the core concepts, whereas like, you know, it you may reach a point where the product isn't necessarily for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't say that, but I keep that in <laughs> mind and try to like and not taking things too personally uh, when that does occur, because like it definitely sounds like, you know, a customer may have reached a point where they're they're looking for something very, very serious and kind of like much more like out personal opinion stale and just kind of mm-hmm. it is what it is, I think. Uh, how recently, uh, MailChimp recently, uh, uh yeah, yeah, they incorporate incorporated that feature to basically just shut off the fun, the, the non fun kind of yes. setting, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. That setting. Yeah. It's, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like, cause yeah, we actually wound up looking that up once we received a kind of a pre scathing, just, it wasn't even a question. It was just random feedback about how uh, upset they were and how we need to be professional and blah, blah, blah. I got that once there was, uh, you know, we released the new Basecamp about a year ago now, and mm-hmm. the new Basecamp had these completely redesigned avatars. Um, so the default avatars were no longer like that shadowy figure that uh-huh. just is kind of there. They were like fun, smiley faces and, yeah. you know, lots of colors and, and that kind of thing. And this one guy, I'll never forget, he wrote in, it, uh, wrote in and it was like a two-page email. Oh, wow. Because it's one of those like, it's so long, I have to copy and paste into another app to read it. Yeah. You know, wow. um, it's two pages of basically like this isn't professional looking and this is this is like Facebook for project management. And these wow. these color avatars, how can I replace those? Because people don't want color in their lives. I'm sitting there going, wow, I don't want to work for a business like that. I know exactly. And like the only thing mm. af- after that, like what I try to tell myself was, like, I hope they at least felt better after writing this down. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully they just they got <laughs> they got the demon out. <laughs> and they're maybe having a better time or they're just feeling more justified. Who knows? But just remembering to not take it personally is definitely key, which can be hard sometimes because we're, we're on the front lines, man. See, there's that dev. battle again, that combat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Like, it's like, funny. Like, when I talk, um, like when I talk with the, the dev team uh, where, where Wufu, like when it originated, uh, obviously, like we were all kind of working in the Tampa St. Pete area and we were all working remotely, but we were all pretty close and we would meet weekly. Um, the way the SurveyMonkey structurally is kind of set up, support is primarily in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew and I lucked out in that we were able to kind of talk them into letting us stay down in Palo Alto where uh, the 
the core development team and engineering team pretty much is. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's really crucial and very vital and very helpful to be close to those guys. Um, cause in, in Wufu's heyday, like, uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin talks about support driven design right? and how being, being literally like, as I said, being on the front lines and kind of seeing, uh, the ramifications of any changes or like any features that they pushed or tweaks they made to the code of how it affected the customer, being able to kind of see it, uh, provided, um, extra incentive to possibly address, correct, or just, you know, kind of get out of the box and rethink the initial approach to something like, well, maybe, maybe having done that wasn't the most ideal thing. Cause we're getting lots of feedback that people are having troubles with it. So, so kind of being there and just being like able to walk downstairs or walk around the corner and just kind of stand in front of a, a dev and be like, Hey guys, <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> It's, Let me it's show you the email. email. <laughs> exactly, it's hugely advantageous. Yeah, uh, and that's what those. Kevin was really great. He was at the office a, c- a couple of weeks, months. See my timelines run together. He was at the office. Yeah, right. And I remember him meeting him uh, at UserConf last year, and he kept talking about that that support driven design kind of idea. Yeah. Um. And and I would just say for everyone listening to the show, if your programmers and designers aren't helping you with support, or at least like checking in with support, you, you kind of need them to do that because what might sound like a good design decision might not be a good support decision. Exactly. At the end of the day. Um, you know, putting the the button in the top right versus like the lower left will make the difference between five emails a day and 15 emails a day about the same thing. Exactly. Which sounds small, but you know, once again, it adds up. Absolutely. (laughs) Times infinity. Times infinity with rainbows. There you go. Uh, So you mentioned your different city than the rest Mm -hmm. of the the team that you uh, managed to let them kind of stay down there uh, that you talked Survey monkey to let you stay down there. How does how has it worked out so far? Um, it's it's worked out pretty well. It it kind of uh it definitely was a transition. Uh, this is the first time I've ever been involved with any sort of kind of like acquisition type experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty wild. It's a it's a GD roller coaster. I will say <laughs> because you know you you kind of you have a system, you have a machine that you've like been tuning and tweaking and is going super well. And then this kind of like big change occurs. There, there's definitely lots of anxiety, um, uh, not not even necessarily so much internally as there was with our uh, the cu- our customer base. Right, because um, SurveyMonkey is kind of was kind of like your competition, right? Absolutely, yeah. And people were definitely seeing it as that. And it was kind of funny. Um, a side note, like um, for the first, I will even say the first six months after the acquisition happened, like everybody was already kind of set the dust was pretty much settled like everyone was either in palo alto or portland and everything and like um you know sometimes you'll have a customer who writes in because they've been trained by bad support that the only way to get help is to start like bowed up and super aggressive and like Mm -hmm. be threatening things and obviously you know if if you're looking to help people that you don't need that anyway but like they'll they'll come with the affront and people are saying like you know I'm going to leave you guys and go to SurveyMonkey, blah, blah, blah. Or the opposite, like, I was at SurveyMonkey, I can't stand it, yada, yada, da. And we're like, well, hey, funny thing about that, friend. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. And um, when when the the uh, acquisition was announced, we even created, like, a, a fun little uh, fact page kind of explaining everything. And it's uh, you got to incorporate some, if you recall, the the old uh, arcade and NES game Rampage. <gasps> Rampage. Where there was, uh, yeah, there was uh, King Kong and, uh, and Lizzie. Love that uh, game. Hugging, okay, hugging. Hang on. Ba-da-ba-da. Yeah, I think if you if you uh, 
web search for Wufu Survey Monkey FAC, you will find it. And uh, Chris Coyer, who, you know, CSS tricks, awesomeness, who went on to kind of go off and do his own things. He put this fact page together, and it's like one of the best I've ever seen. I and will link it to you in the <laughs> Skypes. Ah, you're awesome. See, and now everyone doesn't have to search for it. They can just look in the notes. There you go. In the show notes. Man, I love that page so much. Yeah. I scroll, vaguely scroll remember down. seeing scroll it all the way come down to the bottom. See what happens. <gasps> for those listening, oh. I know this is captivating podcasting, but yeah, absolutely <laughs> check out the link. Play around. You'll love it. <laughs> oh, I don't want to ruin the surprise for anyone. Know that it is the rampage, and that's more than enough for you to head that way right now. And flying helicopter. Absolutely. Flying helicopter. That fires. <laughs> oh, oh so um with y'all being there and and like you're you're obviously somewhat remote uh any big complications there did survey monkey kind of want everybody in like one room or are they is is the remote kind of environment working out it it is kind of sorta um i'll say i'll say it is for the most part uh i know that the, it, i definitely do kind of still feel that they would prefer to have you know all of support kind of centralized, but because um, like Wufu support and comparative mm-hmm. to SurveyMonkey support is pretty specialized, it works okay. Because I know if we were doing like just dedicated SurveyMonkey support and like we were trying to be like, hey, let's stay in Palo Alto, that would be no way. Right. I don't believe that they would allow that. But um, <laughs> just kind of we're in a unique position where it definitely it can work and it works pretty well. And I mean, in the age of like, you know, video conferencing and screen sharing and whatnot, it's it's really it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's super easy compared to like 10 years ago when you would have to fax things. Yes. Uh, which yes. I still get. Every now and then I will get somebody who's like, can I fax you a screenshot? Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. We we had we had an amazing, speaking of screenshots and fun screenshot stories. So I'm sure you've seen the screen, the literal screenshot taken with the cell phone. Oh, yeah. At I'm least sure once a week. Those. Okay. So what? What we saw last week, which was amazing, was someone took several screenshots with their cell phone, put it into an application on their computer that kind of like, you know, tiled them together and almost kind of did like an Instagram feature and put a frame on them. Oh, was there a filter? Um, A tiny bit. And then what was <laughs> awesome, the piece de resistance of it was it, it wasn't even that it was included in a Word doc, which I always love. But after like it kind of stitched all those images together, it compressed it down to like a 240 by 360 image. So from all of the all the original large, we couldn't even see what was happening. It was just, but they took the time, and it was just like, man, thank you for doing this, but please help me help you. <laughs> it's, I, I appreciate the thought. There, there. Yeah, you go. exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like um, you're trying. I dig it. I feel it. I love it. Which but side we gotta, note? We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta actually see something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, side note on that one, if you ever have to explain how to take a screenshot, there is a great website, um, take-a-screenshot.org. It actually recognizes what computer and operating system and browser you're on and all that kind of good stuff and gives you step-by-step instructions. So there, it saved my oh, butt so fantastic. many times. It, it's Excellent. now like part of my snippet. When I send somebody a request for a screenshot, I just go ahead and include that in there. So they you know, it eliminates the possibility that they'll reply to me and go, well, how do I do it? Then I have to reply to them. Here's this website. Yeah. Oh, this is so. perfect. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, that's the free tip of the day. No charge. Add that to the arsenal with a supportdetails.com, which is also very helpful. Supportdetails.com? Hmm? Yeah. So when you need to, like, whenever you have to do the, hey, what web browser version are you using and what's your <gasps> operating system spec? If they have, like, a bizarre kind of uh, issue that you have to kind of tech escalate and troubleshoot a little further, create the mm-hmm. same support env- uh, system environment, rather. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, that's go so there, amazing. Yeah. They can... Uh, you go there, it'll tell you everything. You can export to CSV, kick out a PDF, or they can just copy paste for you, which is super nice. I mean, down to like if your JavaScript's enabled or your cookies enabled, mm-hmm. screen. Oh, dude, that's awesome. So that's yeah, like two two tips. Two fantastic tip websites right there. I like that. <laughs> the second one, we're going to charge 99 cents. So please send in your. <laughs> nice. Oh, so that's, that's fantastic. Um, all right. Last question before mm-hmm. we go into like all the, the other little support apps because there's going to be a million out there. Um, all right. So final question of the day. Tell mm-hmm. me about the best customer service, best customer support you ever got. But the kicker is it's you're the customer. Oh, no. Right on. I Yeah. Do you, okay. So I'm kind of a nerd in this regard. Uh, surprise. No um, <laughs> just especially since, uh, yeah, customer service is just very kind of strong background. Whenever I'm in a situation where like... Knowing how this works, knowing how systems work, et cetera, I'm pretty much like one of the the premier self-serve candidates out there. But when it ever becomes a situation or case where like, wow, okay, I'm actually going to need a little bit of help, I, I kind of try to kick the tires and just go all the way around and just try to get a full, full grasp of what the experience will be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're I all have in. to say like, you know, it's, it's, it's very common, but Zappos has never led me astray never ever ever never i've been fortunate enough i guess there may be some bad stories but like whenever i've like had to return like had to returns can be a pain in the butt amazon amazon's got their self-serve system it's pretty good um you know it's it's difficult to it's sometimes difficult to get in the call queue and actually speak to someone who can actually kind of help but i was gonna say i've tried to return something before and the guy finally just gave up and said here we'll ship you a new one like, with okay. Amazon or yeah, or, Amazon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like they'll, you're they'll right. definitely it's... kind of help in the end, but you kind of have to go through some hoops. But right, as it's far the queue, like getting in there. Yeah, and as yeah. far as just kind of like seamless experience, Zappos was usually always pretty good, and everyone's like very pleasant, and that's always been a good time. I've never had a bad Zappos experience. Yeah, and my wife uh, buys shoes. <laughs> I need to. I need to buy some new shoes. So let me let me open that tab. And I'll come <laughs> back to that later. See, it's gotten to the point now where when I go buy shoes, it's like once every couple of years and it's Walmart. <laughs> Just need a yeah, sneaker, man, that's know. all. <laughs> it works. Can't fault uh, that. No. So Zappos it is? That's the big um, one. Yeah, I think, yeah you know, I'll go, I'll go yeah. with Zappos. So the big one for, uh, I was going to say, the, the big one that I've had this week has hands down, again, not something you would think, but it's been budget.com. So really, uh, yeah, I know. Like you would not think a car rental place, right? Like car rentals are usually out to screw you in some kind of way. Yeah. Um, I use them. I, I'm not a big fan of like flying unless I absolutely mm-hmm. have to. So if it's like 12 hours or less, I'm going to oh, drive. Interesting. Um, so like when I drive up to Chicago, it's about eight hours. No big deal. Um, but Fair I went enough. to Atlanta last week, three hours just there and back, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but I had to pick up friends from, uh, for, friends, coworkers, whatever you want to call them, whatever those funny people on my support team are, you know, <laughs> those guys. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, I needed a bigger car than I actually have. Went and got a, uh, just kind of a standard SUV. And the lady there was so fantastic. She was like, you know, you've used us 
because I use them about once a month, once every mm-hmm. other month. And she's like, you know, this this upgrade's free on us. I don't really have a standard oh, one, awesome. anyways. So here, drive this fully decked out, like serious radio, leather nice. seats, not only heating seats, but cooling seats on the new Ford yeah. Edge. When did that they start fantastic. doing that? Isn't that ridiculous? Oh my god! My- I got a chance to sit on cooled like oh. cooling seats the other day, and I was like, what? What? What black magic is this? <laughs> it makes a difference with leather. It really, really does. Absolutely. Um, FWP, a life without <laughs> cooling seats <laughs> at some point. You remember the date? I remember when our seats did not cool themselves. <laughs> our car barely uh, cooled itself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Uh, uh, but yeah, budget, they uh, they hooked me up and they were fantastic. And fantastic. I don't know if, because, you know, with budget, it's always like they're kind of contracted out. Yeah. Franchised out, however you want to put it. Um but the lady in, in uh, Telehome in Tennessee at the budget place was fantastic. She's always great. Loved it. Very, very cool. Loved it. So that's it for the show. You can uh, reach out to Mike on Twitter. He's uh, at Mike is on the nets. And he's plural. also on the nets. Yes, plural. ETS. <laughs> also on the nets at about.me forward slash Mike underscore Wong. And I'll make sure to put those in the uh, the show notes just so everybody can find you because you're awesome. Oh, well, thanks. You're pretty swell too, sir. (laughs) Pretty swell. I'll take that for the day. (laughs) Uh, Special thanks to Chase Livingston, our podcast producer. He's going to enjoy doing this this show. And let me uh, know what you thought of the episode. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at SupportOps. Shoot me an email, show at SupportOps.co. Those show notes, I promise, are going to be at SupportOps.co forward slash podcast. Check them out, if nothing else, for the uh, the two tips that we gave you, those two great little apps, as, along with the uh, the Rampage FAQ, because it's a fun way to do the, the FAQ. Mm-hmm. I'm Chase, and until we talk again, have an awesome week. Mm-hmm.